Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. This is Leanne Haley coming at you on May 22nd at El Toro with a problem that has been plaguing the nation for decades, social engineering. As the definition states, in the context of information security, social engineering is the use of deception to manipulate individuals into divulging confidential or personal information that may be used for fraudulent purposes. Social engineering is basically using social mechanics to manipulate people into giving up credentials they would normally use. Have you ever gotten an email that looks suspicious coming from a big company? That's what's called phishing. It's when someone creates a website and sends you the link via email. They try to look like a big company or something important so that you click on the link thinking you need to fix something with, say, your bank account. When you enter your information to that website, it's not really going to your bank. It's going to that person who created the website. This then allows them access to your username and password that you entered and can now access your bank account. This form of social engineering has been around for a long time. Even with how easy it is to avoid, many people are still susceptible. Another example is a process called phishing. This is different from phishing because instead of utilizing email scam software, the hacker uses a phone to obtain confidential information that can be used for a later attack. Now, in a documented video titled Real Future, What Happens When You Dare Expert Hackers to Hack You, Episode 8, a woman called a man's cell phone provider, and not only was she able to get the man's email address in which he used to set up the account, but she also added herself to the base account to change the password. All it took was the sound effect of a crying baby being played in the background. This allowed her to successfully compromise the account. Through this form of social engineering, all it takes is a simple phone call and usually basic information of the person. Norton, an internet security company, describes another form of social engineering. It's what we call baiting, and it's basically tricking someone into thinking they're getting something different from what they're actually being given. Say there's a USB stick, labeled something that intrigues you, so of course you take the USB and you plug it into your computer to see what's on there. This then can inject malware into your computer, and all of the information stored on your computer can be given to whoever installed the malware. This type of malware also exists in what is known as a Trojan Horse. A Trojan Horse is an app that masquerades as a game, utility, or simple office software in order to entice you to install it and run it. It may even function normally on the surface to further ease any suspicions you might have, but in the background the malware is installing other malware, allowing remote access to your device, stealing your files, passwords, and your identity. Now we have quid pro quo, which is essentially an unfair trade. The Department of Homeland Security says that perpetrators may pose as co-workers, repairmen, IT staff, or other outsiders with an apparent legitimate need to know such information. With this, the quote-unquote technician gets you to hand over the information to your computer. Instead of getting a problem fixed, the scammer now has access to your computer. While it may be a simple process, it can cause a lot of harm. Millions of dollars have been stolen through this process. All you need is a phone call to a provider and present basic information, which is accessible almost everywhere. In this way, an email password can be changed, allowing the hacker to access the email, as well as other things that email is used for. Another working aspect of social engineering is the exploitation of human interaction. All that it takes nowadays 
to hack into your account is a simple phone call. After being asked a few questions, a person can just make up a fake sob story to appeal to the employee's feelings and proceed to steal all your account's crucial information. There are several solutions to this problem that will aid in countering this issue, which will be explained by Haley. Hypothetical hackers tend to misspell many words in the spam email, and often the website can look ingenuine to what the actual business's website looks like. Although it takes a bit of effort to actually look at the email versus scanning it and going through with it, it's an easy way to help prevent these attacks. Taking your time to go over the situation and observe what's really happening can help tremendously instead of just rushing into a situation. Antivirus software with anti-phishing is also a huge thing. It can help you tell which websites are safe and which may not be so safe. With this software, you can also run virus scans and clean up any threats that can turn into something bad. You can always avoid phishing attempts by manually connecting to a website and entering in your account details rather than clicking on links in an email. This will ensure that you are in the right place and that your details are secured. It's also a good idea to not use the same password for all of your accounts. This way, even if one password is compromised, the rest of your accounts remain safe. You can even use a password manager to create strong passwords for all sites while only having to ever remember one strong password. Always, always use a two-factor authentication service when available, as it requires the use of a secondary device such as your cell phone provider or another email account in which the hacker does not have access to. Whenever someone is asking you account details over the phone, posing as a tech support or an account manager, always remember that they don't need your account details, especially if they called you. If there really is a problem with your account, you can hang up, call the company, and inquire about the status of your account. Tech support doesn't need to know your passwords and should have access to your computer accounts without having to request that information from you. Next, companies should stop accepting credential changes over the phone as well. This effectively eliminates the threat of vishing as the people with malicious intent will not be able to trick workers into allowing them to gain access to others' accounts. Social engineering, the act of exploiting human emotion to gather crucial information about you, is a massive issue around the world. Millions of dollars are lost to these hackers and it can allow people to take everything that is known about you and use it at their whim. There are solutions to this problem, such as better training employees to counter social engineering by having them refuse to accept account credentials over the phone, better securing your account through two-factor authentication, and learning to recognize the signs that you are being scammed. After having employed these steps, you can rest assured that social engineering won't be anywhere near as big of an issue as it was before, and you can finally relax knowing your identity is safe.